5: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at
2: luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary, void were prohibited by law. 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Curtain up, theater people, and welcome to your program is your ticket, coming to you from Chicago this month as I am working on my new musical, We the People, at Theatrical Song Cycle co-written with my musical writing partner, the fabulous Leo Schwartz. My name is Sean Chandler, and I'll be your host. Your program is your ticket is a discussion of smaller theater works and the people and organizations that make it happen. As many of you know, your program is your ticket is a helpful system where your program is literally your ticket to get into theater in smaller, more intimate productions. It's these works we like to highlight, and it's our goal on this show to feature as many of these productions as possible while still discussing the biggies. I love theater and see as much as I can wherever I go. During the travels of the production of my husband and my play at the flash, I've met many wonderful people from all over the world in the theater community, and it is my honor to bring them on as guests to the show. Tonight I'm bringing you a special show with some folks that are close to my heart. I'll be setting aside my normal show format and interviewing the cast and creative team of Leo Schwartz and my new musical, the previously mentioned We the People a theatrical song cycle. Which is a song cycle musical about last year's election before, during, and after. Now, normally I do an opening topic, but tonight I'm taking you directly to my guests. They are a great bunch of people, and I have a feeling they have a lot to say. So, without further ado, please welcome the amazing cast and creative team of We the People, a theatrical song cycle. Hi, gang, and welcome to your program Is Your Ticket.
6: Hi. Hi. <laughs>
0: Thank you all for being here. Um, they're actually here an hour early before rehearsal, and I really appreciate that. That's very, very nice of you guys to all show up. Um, by the way, we're do have we waiting for somebody, and that's uh, Becca. She's also part of our cast. And um, so she might walk in in the middle of the show, and we're just going to say hi and keep rolling. OK, but first off, let's go around the room or around the circle and have you all introduce yourselves and tell us about your involvement in the show. OK? First, let's start
4: off with Ty Miles. Hi, Ty.
3: Hello, I'm Ty Miles, and I'm the assistant music director.
4: I'm Aaron Benham, I'm the music director. I'm Travis austin Wright, and I play Man 2, mostly.
6: <laughs> Hi there, I'm Sean Baer, and I play Man 1, mostly.
7: I'm Neil Kelly, and I am the stage manager. Mostly. Um, <laughs> I am, uh, why can I talk? Derek Van Barham, and I am, uh, the director.
3: Yeah. Mostly. Yay. Mostly. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. Yay. laughs>
0: Now, I've previously interviewed Aaron and Derek on the show, so if you want to hear their specific shows, then you can actually go back and listen to them. Just check my website, and I'll give you all that information um, in just a second. So, in the meantime, we're going to welcome uh, Becca Coleman, who is going to walk in the door right now, mid-show. There she is. Hello. Live on the air. <laughs> Becca, would you be so kind as to introduce yourself to uh, our listeners and tell us what your involvement is in the show? I know you just walked
3: in.
1: Yeah. Hi, I'm Rebecca Coleman. Um, I am an actress along with the company for the show. Um, yeah.
2: You're playing Melania Trump.
1: I do play Melania Trump. She does.
0: She plays Melania (laughs) Trump, and and very, very well, I might add. Um, Okay, so, gang, what I would like to do first is ask you, what drew you to the show, We the People, a theatrical song cycle? Who would like to start?
2: Well, I've worked with Leo and Sean before, and I had a, a wonderful time in the past. And so when they asked me to do this, of course I said yes. And also, this show is expressing a lot of things that I'm feeling right now in the political world. Like what? Oh, just like how awful the president is and how much of a sham the, uh, ugh, a lot of things (laughs) are in politics right now and just how, I don't know, someone else go. I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but...
6: Well, I had a similar experience with, with Aaron and that I've worked with you guys before, and so even without having even looked at the piece, I, I knew you guys would take good care of the material, and it was going to be fun to play with you guys again. Um, and, you know, there's so much anger, both specified anger and just general anger across the whole country right now. Everyone's angry at everybody else, and no one really seems to know the right things to say to, uh, to deal with that. And, you know, they always say, if you don't know what to say, you sing. So it made sense that this would be a good... Opportunity to find a, a focal point for some of that rage and
3: put it to song. Mm. Uh, the thing that I like about this show is that um, when when the election happened uh, and, and, and 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 the the, the prior campaign, uh, it felt like things, a system that that we'd all uh, relied on as something useful, and I guess over the past twenty years or whatever, uh, has been starting to collapse. Um, and, and the things that we, we used to put our faith in uh, don't seem to mean anything anymore um, they're just getting used and I think there's a general fear um, that, that, that that's going away and what's it going to be replaced with, how are things going to work from here on out um, and the thing, I, I like that that show, uh, at least for me, expresses that and that um, in the end um, the, the, spoilers? Uh, <laughs> sure, go ahead. Well, that, that, that some of the last songs are about fighting and taking things into your own hands uh, to shape the future to be the way that you want it to be.
1: Mm.
3: Uh, that's what drew me to the show.
1: Oh, good, good.
3: Yeah, um,
4: I originally saw the posting for it online, and I think I was probably the, one of the final elements being added to the show, because I think the rest of the cast was um, done. But I saw the posting, and I took a picture of it and texted Aaron like, hey, should I audition for this? And he said, yes. So I yeah. like, okay, <laughs> I like, okay. So I like, I'll submit for this. And uh, when I got p- picked and added into the process and I read it over, I said, oh, this is definitely something I want to be a part of. Um, during times of hardship, that's when some of the best art is made, mm-hmm. especially anything that is satirical or parodying something, or if it's about politics. I mean, that's why Hamilton is how big it is right now, too. Sure. Because we're in a tough political climate, and um, piggybacking off of what John was saying, when uh, some people don't know how to voice their opinion, or it's a lot of talking over each other, with a lot of yelling. Um, unfortunately to me, nothing about this election surprised me. I was still disappointed, but it wasn't a surprise to me, so seeing how it's kind of been an awakening for a lot of people, makes me go, okay, well, maybe... Maybe we can get some shit done. Sorry, I don't know if this show is PG or not, but it is no longer. Um, maybe we can get some, some shit
0: done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can say what you want. It ha- it has an explicit tag on iTunes. So okay. Okay. if so, if you want to swear, go right ahead. Perfect, because you know, <laughs> fuck is my favorite word. So, so. <laughs> anyways, I, you know,
6: I, I agree with Travis and. I, yeah. I wasn't surprised, and I was surprised at the same time. And I think part of that is because I, I, I had hope that the people who I think a lot of people counted on voting a certain way mm-hmm. would have the self-awareness to realize that Trump's campaign was in the long run not actually going to be good for them. But what a part that I think got missed was that a lot of folks, uh, particularly like in coal t- country and so forth didn't necessarily want to vote for him, but they weren't hearing anything that they could grab onto uh, that would give them hope for a future, and that they're at such a loss right now for employment, for uh, survival, for, for their survival, that they felt, despite some of the, um, the racial and, and anti, uh, anti-gay rhetoric that was coming out of the right, that they were just like, well...
4: I don't have a choice. Yeah. The the term lesser of two evils kept being thrown around a lot during this election. And and I I just don't know how I felt about anything being considered the lesser of two evils. I'm like, so there's no good option is what everyone's essentially saying. So we're just going to pick one? That doesn't sound about right. That doesn't sound like how any campaign should go. Well,
2: and there's a piece in the show where... Some a, a Republican think tank is thinking of how they can get out of Hillary, and they beef up these conspiracy theories. And I don't know. It's just it's really. I remember all that stuff from when I was little. Like my parents would listen to Rush Limbaugh, and he would go off on how like Hillary and Bill, la la la, get them out, blah, la la. And these things are still on people's minds. And like that's like, Hillary was not a great candidate. In that regard, because people don't care what she is now, they only think about what, what was she was like back then. And Like
4: those think tanks are things that you see like parodied in TV shows and cartoons all the time, you're like, oh, that's just hyper, like that's that's fiction, that's just funny, that's blowing of that proportion, but like every campaign since I've been able to vote has been producing the most ridiculous... Candidates with the most ridiculous stances I have ever seen in my life, and it's like this is a, a real life movie. Like, everything is something that I feel like should be oh, ha, ha, hello, this a, is a joke. <laughs> I'm waiting for Ashton Kutcher to pop out <laughs> saying you've been punked, and it's mm-hmm. all real. And I'm like, wow, that's yeah. been my I've run out of W's. And yeah, sh- like, shit
0: got wow. real with this particular election, it was crazy. Let's hear from this side of the room.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> I guess, I uh, my initial draw to the show was when I heard how much social commentary there was, because for a while, like, I'm ethnically ambiguous, so I get, people assume that I'm one thing or another, whatever, you know, whatever is convenient in the conversation at the time, I sort of get pigeonholed into. Um, so, when I heard how much, like, social commentary and uh, sort of Working past those blanket statements of certain ethnic cultures or certain ways of life um, uh, or certain economic standards was going to be presented in uh, this show. That's what, like, really was like, okay, I need to do this because mm-hmm. we're voicing so many opinions and, uh, you know, lifestyles and, and different ways of thinking in such a short period of time. And it's really important to understand different points of view right um, to have a well-rounded you know educated opinion about what's happening and, and how you're gonna react to the current situation because at the end of the day we're in the situation you know right like, he's not <clears throat> going anywhere in the foreseeable future so you know this is,
0: well mm-hmm. there just was like a chill in the air with yeah. that comment because it's mm-hmm. it's it's scary. It really is. It's frightening that, like, one thing. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm a news junkie. I watch CNN all the time. It drives my husband crazy. But um, it just feels like how much more has to be dosed out of 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 failure and controversy with this presidency before somebody will say we we've, we've got to do something major.
6: Well. You know, it's interesting because he, he's sort of the result of what feels like 40 years of a strategy that has just been building upon itself and building upon itself to such a degree that the rhetoric that, like, it's all fake news and all of that stuff is something that people just take for granted as as, as truth. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's really scary that that paradigm shift is, is happening. And I feel like some of the, even some on the right who are, in you know, moderate or what have you, like... They're trapped between a rock and an orange place because they just know.
0: I feel like you have that one in the chamber. I really do. Well, if you just came up with that, then that was that was that's amazing. Thank you. Wow
6: okay. um, but but because like if if they admit that what he's doing is tearing apart, our democracy then they also are admitting that they've played a part in that because they've been complacent not only during his presidency but the build up to it mm-hmm. so they lose a lot of ground if they if they do that
0: Complacent and complicit
3: yes,
5: at the same time. Absolutely. You what know. about you two? Okay, I'm go. sorry.
3: Yeah.
5: Um, yeah. Well, I wanted to do the show because I wanted work.
3: <laughs> 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 no, uh,
5: I, I have worked with Derek before. We know each other from college, and he, he asked if I was interested. And um, I had seen postings for the show um, online, and I said, you know, that it sounds like something that seems important right now um and uh reading through the script and hearing the songs for the first time um it did kind of give me a chance to process the last however many months whatever 8 months in now mm-hmm. since the election uh, yeah. um and um I grew up in Mississippi in a very conservative Christian family um, and of course, I knew exactly how all of my family was voting in the election. And, um, I had a conversation with my mom the day after, and, uh, she knew I was upset. And she asked me if I was mad at her for voting. And I said, no, I'm glad that you went and voted. I wish the outcome had been different. Um, but I, I'm glad that you at least did that, um, for you, because if you're going to complain about it, you need to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, and we had this long conversation and um, I hadn't come out to the majority of my family at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just something we didn't discuss and um, I told her and my dad, I said, I, I've seen so much shit that people have been posting today gloating and talking about things that are just really upsetting me on a personal level, not because my candidate lost. right? Um, and they have no idea that it's affecting me this much. Um, and so I sent an email out to the rest of my family and said look, you need to know that some of these issues, because for them it was less about the social issues this election than it was about the economy and about jobs. Um, healthcare. And, healthcare. Right. and I was like This is my fear because Mm -hmm. I'm a gay man living in this country and we now have this president and this vice president um, who have no support for us and actually want to get rid of us. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you're throwing these topics out and just talking about the gays and all of this, put my face on that. Sure. And if you wouldn't actually say that to me, maybe you shouldn't say it at all. Um, and I got great feedback from my family I don't think it's changed any of their political opinions um, but kind of what other people was, were saying earlier they didn't like Hillary her entire career they weren't going to like her in this election and I think that was a big big hurdle that she just could not overcome is that people could not let that perception go I mean,
1: me and my boyfriend had this conversation shortly after like the results were released when- such and uh you know like I I don't I don't blame Trump for like directly doing anything like his hands aren't like literally on like the bigotry and all of that like that any one person is doing but he I don't know if he understands that he's like opened a floodgate for that to be okay and acceptable. And for people to just, like, say, like, oh, okay, maybe you'll get it right next time. Or, in, you know, like, it it, it it opened up a lot of things that I thought we were past that, for all I know, people were, you know, keeping in their closet. And, you know, now it's okay to be openly racist and just nasty. Like, like people are, like, in the last... What was it, eight months? I've I've seen nastier things from people in those eight months than I have ever. Whether it's social media or on the streets or, like, there's, like, a total, like, lack of respect just for human beings, and ethics are, like, out the window. Um, Yeah.
2: Well, we're, we're a divided country, and we were like this right before the Civil War, and... No, like, this election, they just dug in. They're like, okay, divide even further. It's us versus them, even though we are all together. And that's the scariest thing for me. You know, like, we're all supposed to have the same values? Or Mm -hmm. when we have a government that only cares about one half of it? That's Not not even... That's not what the Constitution says. Well, my mom, unfortunately, one thing,
4: growing up as a little brown boy, is your parents have to have hard discussions with you when when you start off so that you can sort of survive. And my mom wow. and my grandma always told me, racism never goes away. It just finds a better way of hiding itself. And yeah. if anything, this election kind of opened a lot of people who never, who don't often get to experience the racism that some of us and darker folk get to deal with daily. Um, it brought some of that to light. So people went, wow, I didn't know. This sort of racism still existed. I didn't know these people would be marching out in the streets. The KKK literally just outside having a rally. Uh, I didn't think that this stuff still happened. I'm like, well, I I knew it happened, but I'm glad that everyone else is now aware that this shit is still thriving. And the only difference now is that a lot of the people feel less afraid about voicing it and like acting on it. So we're seeing way more anti-Muslim hate crimes anti-black anti-Mexican and even like any person that is in any sort of marginalized group even Jewish communities are getting like swastikas drawn all over their memorabilia and it's it makes no sense to a lot of people that this stuff is around but it never really went away and one of my weird sick and twisted pastimes is reading comment sections. If I see anything... Oh, I was going to yeah. say the comments. Any of, yeah. <laughs> anything that does not involve straight, cisgendered white men. Mm-hmm. if there's a woman, I go straight to the comment section to see what sexist stuff will be said. That will be completely unrelated, but just because there's a woman and there will be sexist things spewed, if there's anything with a Muslim, a Mexican, a black person, any sort of marginalized group, I go straight to the comment section and it's always sort of my reassurance some people think it's like sadistic that I do it, but I, it's my reassurance that there is always still work to do. Mm-hmm. These people are still out here, and yeah, they're hiding behind a keyboard or whatever, but there's still work to do. And um, as I've gotten older and gotten more selfless with like my goals and like me just going, oh, I want to be an actor. And now I'm going, no, well, I have a, I have a job to do as a uh, homosexual man of color to be sort of a role model for the younger guys like me that may be struggling with how they want to, especially with the orange man as the president, like how they want to find their identity and what they feel comfortable identifying and walking around. And I want to sort of be that um, role model saying hey, be you, do you, I will speak out on behalf of any underdog. And I will speak out against uh, racism, sexism, um, ageism, anything of any sort, just because it needs to be addressed. I might not personally fix it by myself, but speaking up won't hurt anyone.
0: Well, we uh, we have uh, a song in the show. <clears throat> it's called Who Won? And it's uh, sung by uh, Michelle Hasso, who's not here. Everyone say hi to Michelle from when she's listening. Hi, Michelle! Hi, Michelle. We miss you. We really do. Um, we'll see you in about 20 minutes, So, <laughs> um, And it's it's about a parent talking to their child and uh, to me that's it seems small but that's like the biggest best thing you can do is to teach your children it's like what's the uh, the song teacher you know Crosby, Sills, Nash uh, teach your children well that is so important and, and and we don't necessarily have to be holding signs and I mean we do have to be doing that but I want someone to know that if they're a parent out there and they're Um, just bogged down with ballet and and soccer and everything else, if they could just teach their children how to be good human beings they're doing something great. I I know that that particular song in my opinion speaks highly to me so um, is there any part of the show that speaks to any of you in particular it doesn't have to be for the performers anything that you're you're performing but maybe something that touches you or, or the creative team Let's start, with our, let's start with our director, since he didn't answer the last question. Wait, but
7: I want to go back to the... I, ha- I was ready for the last Are
0: you... Question. Okay, all right. Well, then...
7: I'll see if I can do both. You can. Uh, uh, so what excited me about this show, um, uh, I believe that all theater is political. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's just sort of like the lens around the theater that we create that changes. So post-November 9th, no matter what theater we're doing, we're looking at it through, like, a Trumpian lens. So all of a sudden, you know, whether it's Hamilton or Julius Caesar or Arturo Uy, like, everything just sort of becomes relevant in a new way. Um, And I think I personally was expecting it to take a little longer for there to be new work developed that was specifically in reaction. Like, what I feel like a lot of companies are doing right now are programming things that just in this sort of Trumpian lens is relevant again, either because of who the playwright is or, oh, this was written uh, during the Civil Rights Movement, so it all of a sudden has a new light to, you know, something like that. Or they could put a
0: spin on it. Yeah, but
7: but to be able to do uh, work on uh, a new piece of material that's just entirely in reaction to uh, the election so quickly after was super exciting for me and the reason that I'm at this very table... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we are so glad you
1: are And my favorite part of the show There you go uh, um,
7: I, I really appreciate the, the moments of uh, levity and hope uh, In this song cycle I think it is really easy to Just in everyday life right now To completely get bogged down In the metaphorical comments section of the world sure. Where people just spew hate and bigotry uh, but it's. I think this show does a really nice job of finding important moments to either make us laugh, make us ponder, uh, give us a little bit of hope. Uh, and I think that's what we leave the audience with, which I like.
0: Well, I hope so, because I have a, a personal writing theory, and that's that tragedy without hope is, is boring. It's dulling. We just go, you know, we just we're just dealing with so many so much crap in our real life, it's, you just start to kind of glaze over. That's why we like hero stories and things like that. But I want to uh, pose the question to the rest of the group. Any, any part of the show that you, touches you personally?
5: Well, I think kind of what you were just saying, I, I was worried uh, before I read it. I um, was like, I, I don't want this to just be something that is anti-Trump. And saying the same things that we're all saying and we're all thinking over and over and over again and it's not there are so many layers that go into these characters that we see for these you know three to five minutes in each of these songs some characters that are really fleshed out some more caricaturized Mm -hmm. um but still it really gets to the heart of those people and what's important and even the characters that we don't necessarily agree with all of the time um like the song, perhaps um, I I know those people um, yes very well um, and it's it's it is one of those things I feel like everybody this entire election cycle was was grasping for something because the thing that frustrated me the most was that neither candidate really came forward to take a stand on anything other than how bad the other candidate was. And so when they had Good their point. moment to say, "This is what I stand for, and this is why I'm the best person to take the lead here," mm-hmm. they both were fighting each other so much, and and Congress, the Republicans, are fighting the Democrats so much, and it's all partisan, and we've kind of forgotten about the people, right? Um, and so the, I mean, the finale is beautiful, <laughs> um, but it's we the people. It's it's our job. Um, we, we don't have to follow these people. They work for us. Right. We have elected them. We have to hold them accountable. And it starts at home, and it starts where we are right now.
1: Absolutely. Um, I think the song that speaks to me the most, probably Lullaby, um, it's a reflective period for me. Um, like I come from a Polish farming family, and it has sort of like that, that folksy relaxing like uh, almost like under the stars kind of feel where there's like nothing but you and a big field and there's n- there's you know no one's screaming at you there's no TVs there's no cell phones there's nothing like, it's just you and your reflections and you're able to be yourself um so Lullaby speaks to me the most uh it reminds me of home a lot um I'm not from Chicago From Mm -hmm. Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. all the farming. Uh, And so I think that's, um, I think it's important to like sit by yourself and reflect and collect yourself and realize, you know, you're beautiful as you, regardless of what the world perceives you as. Um,
0: I love that song, by the way.
3: I really do. It's very valuable to have a reflective song like that after. All of the, the 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 controversy and, and, and all of the opinionatedness of, of, of that has been going on to the show and and it, it's something that, that that we all that we all need um, in in our times of re- reflection in these noisy in these noisy times. So it's valuable to have that towards the end. Mm-hmm. It's a reminder to to, to to be more quiet.
0: Yeah. It's a beautiful song.
3: Going back to perhaps,
6: uh, which is a song that I I actually get to sing in the show, Um, you know, there is a a good bit of this show, and I think just about everyone working on it is coming from a similar perspective, a more liberal democratic side, and it's very easy to look past the other side and be very angry and and, and so forth. But there's also, you know, and, and I think a lot of us also now have a lot of fear. But it's important to remember that on the other side of the aisle, the people, those politicians represent, are also dealing from a place of fear. A lot of them are the same fears, mm-hmm. and it's easy to forget that. Right. Um, you know, and and then mix in the the message that, of hate that they're getting, buying into it or not. It, it's just there's still I have trouble having empathy for those people, but they are dealing from fear just like we are and it's important to understand that because we can never move help communicate past that with them if we don't understand where some of that fear justified or not is coming from absolutely
3: i work at red lobster and cnn is running all the time uh when I can insist that our manager, would you please switch it from Fox News, please? I just don't. I don't want to see Fox News right now. He's like, how come? Because uh, he's the one who changed it there, and um, I, I think it 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 blew it, It's blown my mind recently that a lot of the stuff that we've been saying and thinking about about the right, like uh, they're running scared and they'll make up anything they can. Um, to to justify their crazy beliefs are this that he 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 that that's what my manager that that was my manager's commentary to me about the CNN left leaning news. He said, "Oh, look at them making up anything they can to, to justify their their crazy stuff." And we're we're all we're, we're it, it, I feel like we're, we're we're saying all these things about each other to reduce the other side to a a, a stupid idea or like to. to we're re- reducing um, yes. so that it can be simpler and more digestible as, as entertaining news. Um, and, and what I like about this show is that, is that it's about individuals and not um, ideas.
0: Yeah, I think that one of the things we wanted to do with perhaps is to show that it's not that easy. It's not that easy to um, pigeonhole somebody into a specific category. You don't know, you don't know that person's life. Um, and it, 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 somebody may have voted Republican, but but they they are a complicated person who has a, a history of uh, with family and friends, and it, it's it's just it's to me it's a number that just says just think about this for a while, just give it some thought. Aaron, do you have a particular? Uh, my
2: favorite is the immigrants. <laughs> uh, Why? Uh, well, the music is. Super peppy and fun. It is fun, um, but it's also—I mean, it's just funny how quickly we forget just how this country started, mm-hmm. and unless you are of Native American descent, then you are you're you're a fun exactly <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you know, uh, I think Leo really like just gets in there and gives us all these great examples of the value of people that come here. You know that that get to choose to come here to um, yeah start a new life here because this is this was the land of opportunity at one point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And our first lady is a freaking immigrant. And, she is. <laughs> and yet her husband wants to kick them all out.
3: So I really like the very biting uh, lyric at the end of every stanza in that song that it, the immigrants are as American as America can get. Let's make sure it's that we never forget. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it is it is a fun song, and it, and it is it
0: is it is biting. You're you're absolutely right. Did I cover off on everybody's favorite part of the show? I Travis, I thought so. I was it's like, okay.
4: do we do we get Travis? Okay. Um, I come from. Well, I'm one of those special breeds, a millennial that loves self-deprecating humor, mm. and I love super, hyper-exaggerated things so that I can laugh at it. So it makes me feel less shitty that it's real which is why (laughs) Conspiracy is my favorite song Ah. because as I I mentioned earlier that like this past election seemed like some super super intensified parody or comedy or some movie and I was just waiting for that just kidding to ever happen and it never did so conspiracies kind of lets me continue to live in that if I laugh at this it hurts less Mm -hmm. um, type of land Um, and as we as we're at the song, where people sitting at it doing like a talk session, thinking of different things to just pin on Hillary. And so we're like, yeah, she cast a witch's hex, and she's the poster child for lesbian sex, right. and all these ridiculous things that get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's
0: sort of rabies with babies. Yeah, that's <laughs> babies that's with the rabies. World sorry, I tend to live it as like
4: I have to make jokes about it. Um, I was joking with my friend Jordan because uh, we were uh, thinking about the most recent. Uh, Cast, uh, uh, Philando Castile case where it was very obvious that everything was set up for this cop to be indicted and he still pretty much got off scot free And then after uh, he was, the trial was over, they released all these videos where everything in, in these videos and every piece of audio shows that this, offer, uh, this officer reacted the wrong way and should have been convicted of murder, murder. and... Nothing happened. But the cops really saw this information afterwards, and we just have to, we have to cry jokes about us casually walking down the street and maybe a cop will pick one of us up and do the unthinkable, but we have to laugh it off in order to be able to get through every day. And it's a sense of humor that him and I can have, because we're both um, brown males, that I probably can't walk down the street with Aaron and joke about, it'll make him feel uncomfortable. But I have to laugh at myself to get me Mm -hmm. through a lot of days. So that's why Conspiracy lets me live in that land of let me laugh about it so that I can sleep tonight and not stay up awake all night. Right, obsessing about it. (laughs)
0: Exactly. (laughs) Um, I I belong to a writer's group back in New York where I live, and I talk about it a lot on my show, and um, they love that song. They've read the whole entire show, and they don't sing, though, they they just say the word. Well, sometimes they try to sing, but <laughs> uh, some of them actually can sing. But they they give us a break, and they love that that song. They laughed about it every, every time we would read through it. Um, it's so biting, and 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 I, I agree with you. Um, I I'd have to say that. I'm going to go back and say that my favorite piece is Who Won, and it's because I probably, I think I told you guys this, but I had asked my sister as a mom to write uh, an essay about how she felt in which she had to talk to her kids, and she has an 8-year-old and um, a 12-year-old, and she was very, very much affected by it, so a lot of what she wrote went into that song, so it, you know, I've, I've it's my sister's. It's my little sister, so you guys know how that goes. <laughs> so, anyways, um. with Lucky
1: Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
4: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time.
5: No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily
2: bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh,
0: tell our audience why they should come see this show.
4: I will go back to say the same thing that I, uh, my reasoning for conspiracy being my favorite song. If you you sometimes theater is supposed to be like your escape from the real world, but sometimes you don't know how to cope with the real world. So let's find a way to combine it. We're going to take real life events, blow them extremely theatrically, mm-hmm. at the making of adjectives there. But um, <laughs> it's an escape from the real world, but also while also still addressing what's going in the on in the real world, so that you can let someone else do the thinking and just talking for you and you might not leave feeling better because we're essentially we're talking about what's still going on and you know that it's real mm-hmm. but we have to laugh at ourselves we have to and ourselves I mean us America we have to laugh at ourselves right now everyone else is laughing at or us or we'll so, cry Right. We, well, <laughs> we might as well join in on the laughter and maybe that laughter will help us settle in and then we can think of ways to change things so come laugh with us, at us, we we have to find a way to cope with it. And I think this show would be a great way of doing that. Excellent. Plus it's funny and, you know, everyone's attractive and singing and... See it. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
6: you know, and so many of us are are dealing with these issues on the sofa with one or two of our loved ones on a day-to-day basis, but not really going beyond that. And I think coming to see... This show and experiencing what it's like to be in a group of people who are all um, feeling the same way, even if they're on opposite sides of the aisle, they're all feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, having that experience might be a way of realizing, no, you're you're not stuck in the comments section. You can actually get out and meet other people and maybe find people who. You, You can eventually work with to make a
4: difference. Sure. Everyone in this group, sorry to jump back in, but everyone in the cast is from some sort of marginalized demographic, whether it be African American, Latino, um, woman, Jewish, homosexual. We are all representing different voices in this world, too. And the thing about the show is that all of those voices are represented as well. And there is a place for you in this show, Mm -hmm. for you, something you can take out of the show. And pull and say, "This is about me. This is bringing me comfort." Um, so take that yeah. as another incentive.
0: Yeah, I think there's close to fifty different, either characters or, or if you're not playing a character, then you're you're singing um, a song that, that was completely different than what you've sang throughout the show. So I, you definitely, yeah, it's 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 like that.
2: Aaron,
6: tell us,
0: well, talk uh, to us. I,
2: rem- I remember. After the election, and Leo posted on Facebook, "I'm writing a song cycle, or something like that." And one, I was excited because when Leo gets political, he gets he gets in it, and I appreciate
0: that. Let's all say hi to Leo. Hi, Leo. He miss you
2: Two, and also like this is this is the time to do art about this, you know, like say something, you know, say what you believe, and. You know what? Then there will be a discussion about it, and guess what? That's how we all get to know about each other. You know, mm-hmm. so this is a great like Leo and Sean uh, put up, you know, and they showed up and they made the show, and I think it's important that we do it and we do it as best we can.
0: Thank you. We wrote it in a record four and a half to five months, <laughs> 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 which is like un- like unheard of. So i know, I'm,
2: I'm doing that too. Like I'm like you know what? Anything could happen tomorrow. Do what you are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean,
1: I, I guess going off of that, I guess my little catchphrase, always with theater, is if I get at least two people to walk out of this theater and have a discussion, then I did my job. I'm getting people to talk face-to-face instead of through text or Facebook. Tweets. Yeah, <laughs> tweets. <laughs> um, and so I think it's important to see this show as almost like a, a, a therapeutic discussion method, if that makes any sense. Um,
0: they all play therapy patients <laughs> in one song.
1: Because <laughs> oh! uh, we're, you know, inviting you to sit there and, and just observe all of these different um, commentaries without expecting anything out of you besides going out into the world, feeling a little better about yourself, or maybe a little more, uh, you know, cynical. I don't know. Whatever you're going to feel, I can't, you know, predict that. Just feel something, right? Because I feel like so many people have, like, shut off, Mm -hmm. you know, the emotional part of their being. Uh,
6: So
0: feel a little brave. A little braver than when you walked Mm in, but you can make a change. Even if it's, even if you think it's slight.
5: Yeah, to kind of actually jump on that, um, I think... All of us had so many emotional responses and all of these feelings that came up after the election and in the, in the months that have followed that it's hard to contextualize everything. And it's hard to put things into words. And I feel like, for me, things that I was grappling with and struggling with how to express my feelings about, the show has done that for me in some of the songs and in some of the commentary. Um, or it's made me see something in a different light and hear something that I just, my ears just weren't tuned to previously. Um, and for me, uh, theater is all about connecting with the audience, with the actors, and just connecting people to other people. I mean, we're, we're all living on the same planet. We have to connect, or it's, it's not going to work. And so um, this... The show really does a good job of connecting such a diverse group of people that make this country what it is um, into a seventy-five-minute little well, enjoyable evening song exposure. cycle. Ditto.
0: Ditto.
2: Ditto. Oh my
1: god.
0: <laughs> ditto means wrap it up. Ty, do you want to? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You want you you gave us our first word before we go into um, me having everybody give their social information. Would you or their social media information? Would you like to give the last word?
3: Uh, 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 come see it for the lovely music. <laughs> oh, wow, Okay, all right. Good last word.
4: Good
3: last word.
0: Okay, before I I go, um, I want to give the people in this room. Um, uh, An opportunity to give out their social media information and tell Mm -hmm. us what um, they've been working on. So, um, is there anybody in here who would like to do that? Raise hands. There we go. Okay, we're going to start over here with Aaron.
2: Um, I just joined Twitter the other day, guys. Oh, oh no. uh, great! Hashtag newbie. I know, right? I just did it so I can follow the drag queens that I like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think my name is Aaron J Benham on Twitter, at Aaron whatever. Whatever. I don't post anything. That's really um, but, uh, you will.
0: You will. Just
2: wait. Uh, uh, in addition to this, I'm music directing a show called Triassic Park think about it love it uh yeah. that opens a couple weeks after we do this um and then this fall i wrote a show that helena handbag is doing wow it's called Bewildered. come check it out
4: cool i'll fly out for it yay yeah. yay travis uh all of my social media media handles are the same it's at I am Travi austin um come to chicago shakespeare this summer and see madagascar that are literally is the stage adaptation of the cute kids movie. Whoa. I'm doing that, and it's gonna be really fun. I've been wanting to work at the theater for a long time, Aww, and man. I have a Christmas CD coming out November 6. What? No, no way! way. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Half awesome. Thirty Chicago artists singing on it. Wow. Thirty-one wow. C- wow. Chicago wow. singers sing- oh singing on it. Uh, Twelve tracks. So oh, you'll That's find beautiful. that information Yay. on my social media too. So there's your incentive. There we go. Oh.
6: Um, Alright, my uh, Twitter and my Instagram Are both at Sean Bear, And that's S-H-A-U-N-B-A-E-R um, and one Like the sheep Yes, like Sean <laughs> <your>, Yes, exactly <laughs> um, And one of the projects that's out in the universe That I'm very, very proud of Is the web series that I uh, created, wrote, and starred in Called Humane Resources You can check it out at HumaneResources.tv It's an office comedy set in an animal shelter Okay, Ooh.
0: interesting
1: Found my tag So okay. on Twitter Because I'm clearly On there a lot <laughs> Is At Becca Underscore Coleman 90 Really complicated yes. I mostly use it To follow Bet Midler And all of the Sassy things she has to say In her everyday life <laughs> um, But I do have stuff On YouTube Just look up Rebecca Coleman um, And Every day It's sort of different One day I'm writing Another day I'm singing And Yeah Keep an eye out, something'll come out this this year. It's
0: I love that. At. That's great. That's so like, you know,
1: just keeping it exciting.
0: Yeah, keeping it loose and okay. probably get the exact same day results day. as day by day. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's wonderful. Anybody else?
3: I'll be. I'm. I'm finishing up my college, my undergrad degree at Northeastern. Um, in, in two more semesters, so you can find me on Venmo. <laughs> Venmo. <laughs> or at the red lobster. Uh, <laughs>
0: uh, I'll um have to ask my niece, who's twenty two, what Venmo is because <laughs> she thinks I'm old just for being on. Just for being on Facebook. Um, so, but anyways, um, Michelle has come in. And hi, Michelle. Hi, hi Michelle. Hi Michelle. Hi. She's come in, and um, she's she's a wonderful, lovely lady. Do you want to give out your social media information?
1: Oh. Um, before we go? I don't have a website, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, Michelle Hasso, I'm on Facebook. And kind of on my second career now. <laughs> I was an opera singer for a while, and... And decided I hated it and so now I'm back to my roots of theater and I'm loving it and um just kind of finding my voice and my place in the world as an artist and I have a lot to say and trying to figure out the best way to say it
0: see that's how good the ladies are in our cast (laughs) they could just be like you know what I'm on YouTube (laughs) You know, you can find If you really want to, you can find They're that good The rest of us are like posting and posting and posting So, anyways You guys have been awesome And thank you again for taking the time To do your program Is your ticket? You are all amazing So, hopefully I can interview you Individually sometime Well, those that I haven't already interviewed Individually I like interviewing people. It's fun. Okay. Well, folks, the proverbial 11 o'clock number has been sung, and the bows have been taken, so it's time to lower the curtain. I'd like to thank my guests, the sensationally talented cast and creative creative team of We the People, a theatrical song cycle. Uh, Please visit flyingelephantproductions.com, and that's spelled exactly how you would normally write it, flyingelephantproductions.com, for tickets to the June 29th and 30th performances of We the People, a theatrical song cycle at stage 773 here in Chicago. It's on the cabaret stage. Um, If you'd like for me to give you a shout-out to a show in your area or a mention of your organization, go to my Facebook page at facebook.com. Your program is your ticket. Give me a like and shoot me a message. I'll be happy to give you the mention. Also you can follow me on Twitter at, at @programticket and visit my website at yourprogramisyourticket.com. Folks, take a little time to see a show this week and don't forget to give a smaller show some love. There's a lot of great theater gems out there. And until our next episode, good night theater people and curtain.